Hey guys, thanks for joining us on our third installment of the Advent series. We are titling this one The Announcement, and I have Amanda here with me again. Welcome, Amanda. Hey, Natalie. Before we dive in, can you just give us a quick recap of the anticipation of our Savior? Yeah, so where we've been is we started week one with the need. We talked about Romans 3.23 essentially sums that up for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then we went on and we talked about the promise. And we um, kind of hit on Isaiah 59 verse 20 where it says, A Redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares the Lord. So essentially we started with we are all sinners and we need a Savior. God saw that need and he promises to send a Savior. And now here we are in week three. Yeah. So the announcement is obviously the birth of Christ, but we wanted to break that up into three different parts. Um, The first one being Christ coming as an infant. And how is God glorified in the physical weakness of Christ? It's a really interesting thing to think about Christ as an infant Mm -hmm. and how that brings glory to God. I know as a mother, your mother as well, we think about our own children and how they come out so incredibly needy. Yes. <laughs> they cannot do anything for themselves, even as they get a little bit older. Last night, I put both of my kids to bed by myself and I was just exhausted yes. at the end of it because <laughs> <Me> they, <too. laughs> they can't do anything for themselves right now. My two-year-old is trying to put his underwear on by himself and today he put both legs through one hole. <laughs> I put them on, mommy. But that they just need so much help. Yes. And yet God was glorified to come as an infant, to send mm. his son as an infant and to be in that needy state to humble himself. I yeah. think um, it shows us how he wanted to experience life like us. He wanted to live among us. And this was a really incredible mystery that was then revealed at his birth that mm-hmm. the the plan for this Redeemer was not to come as um, a king on a throne, yeah, but to come as a baby in a manger. Yeah, and that kind of leads us into the second aspect of the birth of Christ, which is, like you said, he was born in a barn and placed in a manger. And I think we oftentimes think, oh, if he was, you know, if he's a king, like the people did of that time, like, why wasn't he born in a palace? Why didn't he come with like the pomp and circumstance? And I mean, he did. And we'll touch on that. Like there were people, the heavenly hosts worshiping, but that wasn't revealed to everyone. So why wasn't he born in a palace? I think... One thing we need to hit on when we talk about this is the fact that Christ came to live a perfect life. Mm -hmm. And so the best way for him to do that, I believe, was to start out as a really normal person. Yeah, He came to live among us, to know what it's like to be one of us, to experience the things that we experience daily, and to Mm -hmm. do so perfectly. And... Maybe he could have come in a palace. Maybe that would have been okay. But he chose to come in a barn. He chose to come in lowly circumstances. And um, he chose to come as needy and helpless. But 
that ultimately led to him knowing what it is like to be human yeah, and him being able to sympathize with those of us who are human. Yeah. Like we all can't relate to living in a, how, how easy would that, he knows us. So he knows <laughs> we'd be like, well, of course you could do that because you had this life, mm-hmm. but we've all, you know, so we were born in hospitals, most of us. So mm-hmm. we've already have a leg up per mm-hmm. se. So I love that relating that to, we don't have that excuse of, oh, well you had this. Yeah. So, and we had mentioned this before, uh, I touched on it, just the multitude of angels singing. And um, he was before shepherds. And why was this baby Jesus worthy of that, the angel song? And why is he worthy of the saints' praises now? I love this question because it just naturally leads us into talking about the deity of Christ, which Mm -hmm. I think is something we don't always go automatically to can you define i mean just in a two word deity what what does that mean that jesus is god jesus is yahweh i love looking at john one to talk about this Mm. um in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god Mm. all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made Mm. i mean what could be more explicit than that 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 christ is indeed God himself, Yahweh, the creator of the universe. And when we talk about the deity of Christ, it's so helpful to look at um, even our our Christmas hymns that we have that talk Mm. about Christ coming. There are a couple different lyrics that always stand out to me when I think of this, and one is from Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Sometimes we sing that song so quickly that we don't Mm -hmm. actually have time to think about the words, but one of the the verses is veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, mm-hmm. the the God in flesh, yeah. pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, Jesus God with us. Yeah. He came as Yahweh, but Yahweh in human form. And then there's another more modern hymn called Joy Has Dawned Upon the Earth that says, hands that set each star in place, shaped the earth in darkness, cling now to a mother's breast, vulnerable and helpless. Mm. That just makes me want to cry when I think about the the infant state of Christ and how he was willing to come Mm. in such a humble state. And yet those hands were the same hands that set each star in place, that we're there at the beginning because he is the eternal infinite God of the universe. Yeah. That's awesome. So in light of all of that, how should a Christian or more specifically our church, how should we view Christmas and Advent in light of everything that we've been covering? I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about in week one when we when we said if we don't understand the need, when we don't understand our own need, mm. we won't truly worship during mm. Advent or during Christmas. You know, we come to Christmas Day and, all right, yeah, we'll read the Bible or we'll go to the Christmas Eve service or we'll do all of these kind of religious things, but yeah. we won't actually worship because we mm. don't see our own need. And the same thing happens when we don't see Christ for who he truly is. Christmas Day is not Jesus' birthday. I guess mm. you could argue that, yes, he was born. Yeah. But he 
actually has existed eternally. He Mm. is infinite and we cannot confine him to one day. And so we need that view of God in order to rightly worship during this season. Yeah. And you say this, we, this wasn't recorded, but um, just throughout the week are conversing back and forth. You say Advent is not about anticipating the coming of a sweet new baby in a manger. And I text my husband and I'm like, wait, I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was what it is. <laughs> and I, I mean, tongue in cheek. I'm like, I know yes. where you're going with that. But for the listeners, can you elaborate on that a little bit? When I say that, <clears throat> I think what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is there are a lot of people who are not offended by Christ at Christmas because he is just a sweet He's little cute. baby in a manger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we know people who never go to church all year but set up a nativity scene because yeah. you know there's just that sweet little baby in a manger and there are cows and and donkeys and there's a shepherd with his shepherd's yeah. crook and all that stuff. Um, that Jesus is not offensive to some people. And so mm. I think when we just have kind of that tunnel vision of Christmas, oh, it's just this sweet baby boy that was born and we kind of celebrate his birth. And then we have these really cool stories about wise men and gifts. We're not actually getting at what Christmas is. Yeah. When we view Christ for who he truly is as the infinite eternal God who created mm. the world, that, that person is a little bit more offensive, Yeah. but that's the person that we, we are worshiping. We're not just worshiping little baby Jesus. Yeah. And I, this is from your your notes. I wanted to read it just because I thought the way you wrote it was so beautiful. Um, it says, God of the universe who fulfills his promise to redeem all of creation by coming himself in human flesh as an infant. And I just love the the wording of that. And like you said, it it is a little more offensive than what we may take away if it is just a happy birthday, Jesus, see you on the Christmas Eve play, you know, Mm -hmm. which are all good things. Mm -hmm. But like you said, just digging more into the heart of where you're at during this season. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, Amanda. And I'm so excited for the next episode where Phil will be joining us as well. So I hope you guys tune in.